Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. that was last night guys are you kidding me what a start to the nfl season welcome into the live stream i'm michael Bork. glad to see you guys on this friday friday before a huge game in starkville huge game for mike leach we've talked about it all week long especially on the radio show but uh got some other games as well this weekend you got texas arkansas which is interesting for sure ohio state and Oregon, Iowa, Iowa State, the game of the weekend. Looking forward to all of this. But, man, last night was so much fun. And uh, I've got kind of a your Max Kellerman take of the day. Some people around this state aren't going to like it very much because, you know, we hear from you all the time, college football greater than NFL. That's not true. Your Max Kellerman take of the day is it's very clear that the superior product belongs in the National Football League pageantry and stuff aside actual football it just can't be beat and last night was just amazing and the Cowboys were on the short end of the stick we're going to talk about that I have a few thoughts from the game Uh, Mike McCarthy's coaching style late in the fourth quarter allowing Tom Brady to have time on the clock down less than a field goal and anyway we'll get to all that here coming up in a second good Friday JP's doing the French thing for the radio show yesterday. I called the Cowboys. I I questioned why the Cowboys are America's team when they lose so often. And our track record in this country, Twitter rhetoric aside, is that we're full of winners. And the Cowboys haven't won since I've been in diapers. So I said they should be France's team. And uh, anyway, we had some fun out of that. So JP sent me something entirely in French this morning. Here it is on the screen right there. Um, we're, we were calling me Michael Bourquet yesterday. Got some Cowboys fans fired up. But hey, look at what happened. Your quarterback plays a hell of a game and you still lose. It's the Cowboy way. It's apparent that France's team was destined to give the ball back to Tom Brady one last time. They chose to do it. The, Mike McCarthy was like, here, Tom. Have the football with time left on the clock, and all you have to do is kick a game-winning field goal. Here you go, Tom. We don't want to win the game. We just want to kick this field goal, and just here you go. Have the football. What a joke. Awful, awful decision last night. So I got some thoughts on that. Then picks. I got three picks this weekend for you. Three of the more intriguing games of the weekend as well. I'm not going off into the weeds and giving you some obscure uh, lock of the century like I did last week because we all know how that worked out. Um, But I got three for you. I'm going to pick the Ohio State game, the Tennessee game, and the Texas game, Texas-Arkansas, this weekend. And I have a couple of keys for uh, for Mississippi State and NC State. Uh, We joked on Tuesday on the radio show, with all due respect, we're not going to be previewing Ole Miss-Austin P. Just not going to do it. When the teams here play FCS programs, not going to do a deep dive into the FCS games. With all due respect to Scotty Walden, Former Southern Miss coach for a few weeks, Scotty Walden. Uh, sorry, we're just not going to do that. So keys for Mississippi State and NC State uh, tomorrow night. 
all that coming your way. First, I do want to remind you real quick, this is streaming on YouTube. If you don't follow and subscribe on YouTube, go ahead and do that. Find me, my name, so i got to search, and subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, click that little bell uh, next to it as well, so you know every time I go live. Saturday night's probably going to be late, probably going to be really late Saturday night uh, after Mississippi State, NC State, and I don't want to step on Hey Dad's toes. They're doing the Spotify green room thing, so I'll probably wait until that's over. Maybe before I go live, we'll just we'll have to see. It, it depends, honestly, uh, on how late that's going to be. He and I'll coordinate. Try not to step on each other's toes uh, with that game being one of the late games. I'm going to try my best not to uh, disrupt him in, in their conversation there. So uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. I will do something Saturday night, late Saturday night, recapping what just happened on the field on Saturday and then next weekend, it'll probably be Sunday morning. So times are going to be a little inconsistent. If you hit that bell, they will not be. Also, follow on Twitter and Facebook under the same name. And wherever you get your podcasts, Mike, in the morning, uh, you can find it there. Or also my name. And while you're here, if you're watching on YouTube, like the video. If you like what you hear, that would help me a ton. Justin says, people who say Dak isn't a top-10 quarterback are wasting their breath. Uh, and Memphis Rebel says, I mean, there's a reason the NFL makes so much more money than college because there's no five to six 30 point blowouts, uh, like in college. And then Chris says, I see France performed as expected last night. Love it. I love it. We're going to be running that all season. Oh, but yeah, uh, Memphis Reb, there's, uh, there are people around here. Like when we bring up the NFL on the radio show, some people text me and be like, nobody cares about the NFL. College is better. No, here's the difference. College football is more chaotic, more unpredictable, I guess, uh, as far as like what will happen through the course of a game. The NFL is a much more refined product. It's a better quality of play, but there's less chaos in the NFL. It's more just elite level play. And also, the there, there's no such thing as like a major upset in the NFL. There is, but not really. It's, you know, the National Football League, it's professionals. Any team can beat anybody on any given Sunday, and it, it shouldn't surprise anyone. Not really. Uh, like the Saints are going to be underdog, or they are underdogs to Green Bay. If they win, nobody will be surprised, right? Even though Green Bay should be the better team with the better quarterback, presumably, if the Saints win, nobody's going to be surprised. Even if the Jets beat somebody this year, it, it's a professional football team. So you get less chaos, uh, you get fewer like just dramatic upsets like you get in college sometimes. There's no Montana going into Washington and beating a ranked Washington team. That doesn't happen. Uh, and also the atmospheres are different. The college atmosphere is better. You don't have inter-Sandman in the NFL. You don't have jump around in the NFL. You don't have this script Ohio and all that stuff. But as far as football product, if you're sitting in your living room and watching a football game, I'm sorry to the people that listen to our radio show and think that college can do what Dak Prescott and Tom Brady did last night and give you the same thing. It cannot. It, that, that was just incredible theater last night. I loved every second of that game. It was so much fun uh, to watch. Uh, Billy Ray, the answer, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I, I don't know. Honestly, nobody has asked. I think, I think you would know if it was a situation in where – it was bad. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I've not seen anybody say what how he's doing uh, or if he's symptomatic or if he's okay. I know Lane Kiffin yesterday said that he is asymptomatic or 
was it yesterday or Tuesday? Either way, Kiffin said this week he's without symptoms, and so if that is the case, he will be coaching uh, your team on Saturday. I don't know about Derek Nix, though, honestly. I, I haven't seen or heard anybody ask, to tell you the truth. Um, anyway, non sequitur, going to save any All Saints chatter until Saturday night? Yes. Yep, I'm going to talk about that Saturday night. Also, that black and gold banner is there for a reason, right? It is, but I have to change it. I am. Uh, it, it will be Super Talk Colors. Because uh, even though this is kind of like a side thing that I do on my own time and stuff, um, you know, that I, I'm doing, you know, not it's not part of my job. It's part of something that I, I do for fun. Um, I am an employee of Super Talk, and so it is going to be Super Talk Colors, and I'm perfectly fine uh, with that. So I'm going to change it. Uh, they got me a logo and stuff with the little ST on it, really cool looking logo. I just got to find the time to sit down with the design platform and and make it all. So yeah, the black and gold's going away on the banner, uh, sadly. But uh, of course, understandably so. I'm sure all of you guys can understand. I certainly do. I'm not. Uh, I'm not being defiant. I just need the time to fix it all. You know what I mean? So, anyway, JP says, I, I care about the NFL crisp football. No Jacksonville State in the NFL. That hurts. Yeah. There's no Jacksonville State going to Oxford and winning a game in the NFL. There's no such thing. Chris says, football is back, and I'm here for it. Had my my phone, my iPad, and TV all in different games on Saturday. I'm going to have to do that Saturday night. You've got um, Texas, Arkansas, obviously uh, Mississippi State, NC State. Going on at the same time. Here, let me pull up the schedule. The 6 o'clock hour is going to stink for me. I'm going to want to watch like four games at once, and so I'm going to have to do the same thing. Although I don't have Ceasefire Fiber yet, and everything's going to buffer a bunch, but I'm going to have to try either way. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Saturday especially. I'll be locked into Mississippi State, of course. I'll be, I mean, dead locked into Mississippi State. But I'll have I'll Texas and Arkansas on another, and I'll probably put Ole Miss and Austin P on my phone for 30 minutes or so, and then the game will be over, and I won't have to watch that anymore. <laughs> With all due respect to Ole Miss, I don't want to watch that game tomorrow. I'm sorry. Like, the only thing that can happen to Ole Miss tomorrow is injuries. So as long as they play a game where nobody's hurt, there's no other thing that can be taken away from that game. Like, I feel bad for the content people for games like this. Like, who does State have later this year? Tennessee Tech or something like that? Tennessee State? I don't know. One of the two. I, I feel bad for the content people. Five takeaways from the game against Austin P. Well, nobody got hurt in this. Nobody got hurt today. That's That should be your five takeaways if that, in fact, happens. Um Nick's basically made a deal with the devil, Memphis Reb says, how many coaches he's under. Hey, man, when you've got ties uh, like he does in this state, that's what happens. Sebastian, I hate it. I hate the changes to the overtime rules. College football's overtime was awesome. Uh, they are, I mean, really altering something to prevent like the seven overtime games, but those rarely happen. I just At that point, it's not football anymore. Uh, when you're going to just alternate two-point attempts, you're not playing football anymore. Overtimes rarely get to seven. It, it, it's just, it was a, a a change for the sake of making a change, and it's not making anybody safer. I just, I don't understand the change at all. College football overtime is great. When you go to alternating two-point attempts, then you're not playing football anymore. It's really stupid. Justin, 
says, as dominant as Alabama has been in college football, I'm surprised we don't have a Mississippi-Alabama professional team. Uh, Birmingham would be the best place for that. Birmingham's football insane. Every time you look at uh, at ratings, so Birmingham's not the biggest city ever. So as far as like pure numbers, Birmingham would never like surpass LA or something like that. But percentage of households watching football, Birmingham is always in the top 10 for every football game. Seriously, it's a football crazy city uh, with the way it's growing. I don't know if the NFL is ever going to expand, but um, they would support it. If if they got an NFL team, they would support it. There's no doubt in my mind they would support it. Very close to Atlanta, though. I wonder how many Falcons fans actually live there, or Titans fans or Saints fans actually live there. I want to see a full house for the sake of it, but I'm not going to be upset if it isn't either. Yeah, don't expect don't expect it to be anywhere close in Oxford. Um, it'll be a better crowd next weekend, but not not this one. Hell, there's going to be empty seats in Starkville this weekend. We talked about that yesterday. So, um, It's like we wander off a path all year and slowly start to stumble into week zero, find our step in week one, feel normal on NFL banner drop Thursday, and after this Sunday, we're lockstep in stride. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sebastian says it's like penalty kicks in soccer. Yep. I can't stand it. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. I understand why they go to penalty kicks in soccer because that is a sport where it's hard to score. I mean, if you got a 0-0 game after 120 minutes, at some point you got to end it. Like, I, I get that because they've played for so long and it's not a sport that's conducive of scoring. But the college football overtime rule is great. You're at the 25. You're people, They're going to score. <sighs> anyway, just let them play the game, Chris says. They've ruled the game to death. No doubt. So how about Dak last night? Dak and Brady both just put on an absolute show. Brady was 32 of 50 for 379, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, I mean, just Leonard Fournette's got to catch the damn football. I mean, you got to catch the ball if it hits you in the hands. Uh, the Bucks also had a couple of fumbles that they lost in the game last night. So four turnovers for the Dallas defense and still gave up 380 uh, through the air another 52 on the ground, and uh, 31 points. So four turnovers, you still give up 31 points in the game. Not a great sign, although it is Tampa, but still not a great sign. Dak was great. 42 of 58. That is a career high in completions and attempts for Dak Prescott in his first game back after the injury. Uh, 400 yards, 403 to be exact. Three touchdowns, one interception. That was a perfectly thrown football and uh, for as great as CeeDee Lamb was last night, he, he's got to be more consistent catching the football. I mean, he's he was already great. Again, that's the Super Bowl winning Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, And he had, what was it, over 100 yards? Yeah, 104 yards. Uh, he's got to catch the football. Hit 15 targets in the game. Multiple of those hit his hands and he dropped it. The interception was placed beautifully. He didn't catch the football. Uh so everybody's praising him today. I understand why, because he was really good. But this is the NFL, man. You got to catch the ball every time it's thrown to you. You got to catch the ball. Uh, didn't help his quarterback last night. Amari Cooper was great, and uh, the Cowboys still lose the game. I mean, that's the concern with Dallas. Again, it's Tampa. It's on the road. I think Dallas proved last night that they should be the favorite in their division. They should win their division. I mean, there, there's no excuse to me after watching them last night at this point that they should not win their division. However, this has been typical Dallas. This is what they are. They've put up numbers offensively. They just haven't been able to win games because the other side of the football, but especially last night, 
McCarthy played for a field goal. McCarthy played for a field goal last night, and it cost him the game. I just don't understand at all that drive in the fourth quarter that ended in the field goal. Especially here, I'll give you the the drive chart. So they got to Tampa's 34 uh, after uh, a pass to the left sideline to C.D. Lamb. They got down to Tampa's 34. They threw a quick short pass to C.D. Lamb with a minute 50 to go in the fourth. Then they ran Ezekiel Elliott off right tackle. And then another short little dump off to Ezekiel Elliott on third and six. And then for some reason, Tampa accepted a holding penalty. And then there was a little short pass to Amari Cooper. And then they kicked a field goal with a minute 30 left. They conservatively called that last possession to give Tom Brady the football back with a minute and 30 seconds left in the game down by one. Everybody in their brother knew how that was going to end, right? All of you watching this right now or listening to this knew when Brady got the football with a minute 30 left down by one, what the outcome of that game was going to be. Everybody knew what was going to happen there. That was that was coaching malpractice. You have to you play to win the game, Herm Edwards. You play to win the game. That conservative style possession to give Brady the ball back with a minute thirty that lost you the game. That lost you the game. And, and I, we all knew what was going to happen. You cannot, you cannot give Tom Brady. The football with a minute 30 left down by one. You can't do it because he's going to beat you. And he did last night, very simply did last night. And Brady operating the two minute is just his demeanor. His demeanor with like he'd complete a pass over the middle and they they didn't rush up and he's not barking orders and yelling and screaming and everybody's panicked and running all over the place. And no, it was he would complete a pass and he was like walking up to the line basically getting the calls out, it's like he was in his living room. It's like he was sitting back playing Madden, just chilling, you know, leaning back in his gaming chair, just like pushing the buttons on his controller. Uh, The NFL two-minute offense, when conducted by a decent quarterback, is a sight to behold, but especially last night, watching Brady operate, how just smooth and calm he was, down by one, the clock's ticking. You're at midfield in the fourth quarter under a minute. And he's just, yeah, whatever. All right, here's a call. Here's a call. We're good. Walking up to the line. Set hut. Throw another completion. Do the same thing. March down the field. It just so impressive. I, I mean, every time Tom Brady does something, we don't contextualize him enough, I don't think with how special it is, what he's able to do, how consistently he's able to do it at his age. It's it's just crazy. Um, so that was special. That was, that was a lot of fun to watch. But that's the Cowboys' fault. They called that final possession to kick a field goal. They didn't play to win the game. They played to take a lead in the game. Brady and the Bucks played to win the game. Maybe that's why you could only win one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers when at Green Bay with great rosters around him. 
Maybe it's stuff like that. Back to some of your comments. Uh, JP says, yeah, great childhood memories from the Arkansas Ole Miss overtime, a few from Hattiesburg. This swapping two points is crap to shorten games and player safety, I suppose. It, it is for player safety, but how often does it happen? You know what I mean? Justin says, that OPI non-call hurt, but the kicker cost the team. He did. Yeah, left seven points on the board. Uh, yeah, there's there's so much to take away from this game. I didn't even mention that. Yeah, if the Cowboys have a decent kicker, then it doesn't matter. Um, I'm okay with the non-call, though. There's a little bit of flopping going on. A little bit. You see a head back, and there's a little bit of flopping going on. And they're both hand-fighting. I'm okay with officials not deciding the outcome of games there. That's what we want, right? Uh, if it's if it's a ticky-tack call or if both guys are kind of pulling at each other and one guy clearly flops at least a little bit, you, you can say that it should have been OPI and also agree with me that if you really watch the video, there's a little bit of flopping going on. Um, I don't think it would have been a bad call. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm okay with officials taking the game out of their hands and letting the players decide. Even if maybe something could have been called, I'm okay with, unless it's super egregious, don't call it. Let the players decide. Keep the refs out of the game. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that call. Uh, I'm really okay with it. Memphis Rev says, I'd like to, I'd somewhat like to see college adopt overtime systems similar to the NFL. They've got a perfect one right now to me, but I hear you. Dak made some big-time throws off balance with pressure in his face. That ankle and, and lat seems to be a non-issue. Subtract four Tampa turnovers, and Vegas may have had that huge line correct. See, that's the crazy thing. I don't think Dak is 100%. He played that well, and I don't think he's 100. Um, there were there were a couple of throws downfield where it looked like he, he just didn't have the juice behind it that he typically would have. Uh, also, definitely not taking off and running because – you know, he threw for 400 yards. Why would he? But there were some times where he could have taken off and run and he threw the football away or, or something like that instead. I don't think he's 100%. And he still played that well. It's just remarkable. I don't think he's 100%. And he threw for 400 yards on the road against the Super Bowl champion. He was great. He was great last night. Uh, loss isn't on him. That's the Cowboys' way. Loss isn't on him. Loss is on conservative play calling, a bad kicker, and your defense couldn't stop Tom Brady when it mattered. For everyone to have said Zeke was in the best shape of his career, I was a little underwhelmed by his performance. Yeah, because you don't pay running backs, but they paid him. They're expendable. You, you don't give running backs, especially ones like him that have been headaches for so long, the contract that he got. What are they paying him? $90 million? That's it. Isn't that his contract? i got to Google that before I sound too stupid. It was a $90 million contract. $50 million guaranteed. To a guy that's a headache and doesn't produce. <laughs> that was a bad contract. He couldn't shake a tackle, Justin says. Was that a push-off on that back shoulder throw to set up the field goal? I saw two arms extended to create separation. I will will give you the DB seemed a little off balance. And he was trying to hook him as well. Like you see his left arm come up and trying to hook as well. I'm okay with the no call. I understand why people think it should have been OPI. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. 
because you're not. I mean, a flag there would have been appropriate. I just like when officials take themselves out of games, and they took themselves out of the game last night, at least in that instance, and I'm okay with that. I support that. Also, I did not know until last night that uh, there is a small portion of a fan base that uh, does not appreciate when a player does not say their school during player intros. I did not learn uh, last night, or I did not know until last night. I learned last night that uh, there are some people on the interweb, some state fans, that get hot when Fletcher Cox and Dak Prescott do not say Mississippi State in their player intros. I learned that last night. I had no idea that that bothered some people. Uh, most people are are understanding and get it, but I didn't know that. And I, I kind of I even made a joke about it last night, actually, and a couple people did not appreciate it. But uh, here, here was the joke. Remember when the ref got caught on the hot mic last night saying, let's just call it, and then he cut it off when he realized that he was telling the whole stadium that they were going to not be specific about a penalty call? Yeah, here's that, uh, here's that image. It's hilarious. Back that. <laughs> Look at that face. Uh, <laughs> that's when he realized that he was talking to the whole stadium. Let's just call it, oops. Uh, I said, when Dak doesn't say Mississippi State, the player intros with that face last night. I got uh, I got a little kick out of that. Um, I don't think my audience, my small but dedicated and awesome audience here, uh, are those people. I think all of you guys have perspective. That's what I've noticed about you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think the people that watch and listen to this are the most well-adjusted people on the Internet. I, I'd never get that kind of comment here when I'm talking to you guys. We get it on the radio show all the time. Poor Haydad gets it in his mentions like on a daily basis. I don't really get it here. You guys are the best. But if you are one of those people that when Dak Prescott says his high school instead of Mississippi State, if that bothers you, um, I would encourage you to stop letting that bother you. Because not only is that extremely common, it doesn't mean anything at all about Mississippi State, it does not hurt Mississippi State. Him saying State in the player intros would not really help them that much. Everybody knows where he went to school, and everybody knows that he is a huge supporter of where he went to school. He can, he when he gets the opportunity to go to Starkville, he's there. When he gets the opportunity to go to Omaha to watch you play baseball in Omaha, he's there. Rockin' State gear. He he is the biggest supporter of your school out there. Just because he says doesn't say it in the player intros doesn't mean anything at all. Um, a lot of guys do that for a multitude of reasons. Maybe he's got a deep connection with his hometown, and he just he wants to give them a shout out because everybody knows that Dak Prescott went to Mississippi State. Not everybody knows where he's from. I know where a lot of players went to college in the NFL. I don't know where they're from, their hometown. So he gives his hometown a shout out. So what? That doesn't mean anything at all. Uh, so I don't think you guys are those people. But if you are, just know it, it doesn't matter. Everybody knows where he went to school and he loves where he went to school. It's all good. But I am going to joke about it now moving forward. I think I think I, I think I'm going to do that. Um, just to get, you know, I, I like I like messing with people a little bit. 
Justin says, man spends entire College World Series cheering on Mississippi State wearing maroon and white. He is as, as Mississippi State as Mississippi State comes. Most of the complaining comes from the gray-haired dogs or a Facebook group that I uh, I got to see last night. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, they don't like that. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, it's just people with nothing better to do online. The well-adjusted folks understand that that that's not a big that's nothing. It's not even a deal. It's not only not a big deal. It's not a deal at all. But I did not know that that bothered people until last night. Um, and I'm sure state fans are I, are not the only ones that get bothered by that. But yeah, I saw that. Hey, Dad's mentions were special. JP says, I've seen Brady's teams get that call against the Saints, 2013 Foxborough, against other teams in two-minute drill, and you can bet your bottom dollar Saints wide receiver would have drawn a flag on that non-OPI. Um, you have no reason to think otherwise. I'll tell you that. You have no reason to think otherwise. Maybe Brady does get the NFL benefit of the doubt, but if that were to be a consistent thing all season, I'd be cool with it. I would. Uh, I would definitely be cool with it. Uh, all right, here's your picks. I've got three picks and then keys for Mississippi State. I'm not picking that game because I have no idea. Um, but uh, picks, Ohio State minus 14.5 against Oregon. Uh, I, I know I sat here a week from today. So a week ago today, I sat here and told you that I was not impressed with C.J. Stroud. I was not impressed with Ohio State defensively. And I'm still going to pick them to cover 14.5 points against Oregon at home, I think Ohio State's offense is too explosive and Oregon will not be able to match it. And I think Ohio State's front four, I'm not impressed with the back seven, but the front four for Ohio State is the best that Oregon will see all year five times over. Ohio State is elite up front on the offensive line. They're going to give Oregon fits. I foresee kind of an ugly game, you know, maybe you know, 10-7 or something like that at half, and Ohio State will do exactly what they did to Minnesota and wear Oregon down later in the game. They're going to be able to run the football and do so successfully, and I think they'll cover the 14-and-a-half at home in what will eventually be a raucous environment. Hopefully, Ohio State sold some tickets for that one this week, and that's your big noon kickoff, by the way. Uh, Pittsburgh, minus three in Knoxville. Yes, I'm picking Pittsburgh to cover on the road at an SEC team not named Vanderbilt, but I think Tennessee looked so atrocious last week, and I, you know the phrase, teams – do their most improving from week one to week two. Well, if that's the case, I still don't think Tennessee's good enough. I like Pittsburgh to cover that minus three at home. There are so many flaws with Tennessee that even Bowling Green was able to expose them. Pittsburgh has better players. They're going to be better coached. They're going to have guys that actually belong on the field, and I think they will cover the three. And then Texas minus seven at Arkansas. Should be a hell of an atmosphere. I'm really looking forward to to that game, I really am. I, I, I'm happy for Arkansas people who have their first sellout since 2017, I think. Something like that. Uh, so they're actually going to sell out this game, and I think it'll be a great atmosphere. And Texas gets a great welcome to the SEC by playing a road game at what will be a pretty intense environment in Arkansas on Saturday night. But I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, Hudson Card looked the part. Texas all around looked the part in their win over Louisiana, and I'm not a believer in K.J. Jefferson at all. I think Arkansas is still multiple recruiting classes away from having a roster that is able to compete at a level like this. It'll be a great environment, maybe even a struggle early for Texas, but I think the athleticism 
and depth at Texas will overcome and win that game, and they will do it by more than seven points. Yeah, read my mind, Memphis Reb. I think Texas will win at a comfortable margin, they say. Not sold or high on K.J. Jefferson. Me either. I've been saying it all offseason. Sam Pittman was a great story last year, but that's really all it was. It was not a good football team. If you really look at Arkansas, they have multiple position groups that are not prepared to compete in games like this, and I don't think it will happen uh, tomorrow night. NC State, Mississippi State. We've talked about the importance of this game, the attendance of this game, all that stuff. The key for me is not necessarily about Mississippi State's offensive line, although that's number two. Um, NC State's going to want to line up and run the football right at the Bulldog defense. That's what they're going to want to do. That's where they are at their best. That's where Devin Leary is at his best, uh, is when they line up and are able to successfully run the football. They're going to try to do it. Zonovan Knight's a good back. They have a pretty experienced offensive line for the most part. It's a different challenge for the state front seven. They have to control the line of scrimmage up front. They have to be better, Mississippi State does, in the front six than they were last weekend, or else NC State's going to run all over them. They're capable of doing that. So that's my biggest key for the game, not State's offensive line so much. It's the other side of the ball. If they let North Carolina State establish the line of scrimmage and run the football with Zonovan Knight, Leary's going to beat you over the top. Is if you're having to play downhill because they're running on you, he is a good enough quarterback that can beat you over the top. It's de- it's a different challenge. Leary's better than what you saw last weekend. Knight's better than what you saw last weekend. The offensive line is better than what you saw last weekend. And uh, Amibe, Emeka Amibe, or Amize, the wide receiver from NC State, is an NFL player. Uh, they've got the ability to do it. Mississippi State cannot let. NC State controlled the line of scrimmage up front. Big challenge for uh, Zach Arnett and his group. And then, of course, the other side is can they protect Will Rogers, but also can Will Rogers get the football out on time? Mike Leach talked about it in his press conference this week that, you know, they didn't block well, but Will didn't help them. He does hold on to the football too long. Can he get the ball out on time? Can he make quicker decisions? And can he take some risks? Get the football down the field some. Take some risks vertically, stretch the defense a little bit, and maybe give your offensive line some uh, some reprieve from that NC State front seven. Um, NC State only has one road win against an SEC team in the program's history, if you can believe that. Memphis Rep says, I don't know what to think about that game. Mike Leach teams historically overperform as underdogs, and Dave Doran is not great as an uh, as, uh a road underdog or favorite. Not bad, per se, but not great as a um, as a road favorite. There are some people, or as a road team at all, there are some people that think that uh, Mississippi State's going to get smoked in this game. I don't know about that. I don't know about that at all. If they lose, I think it'll be closer than some people around here think it actually will be. So Rodgers has got to get the ball out faster. Of course, they have to protect him, but if they don't control the front six of Mississippi State's defense does not control the line of scrimmage and the point of attack. Zonovan Knight's going to run all over them. And the crazy thing about this game, so we spent a lot of time on the radio show talking about you know fan base morale and confidence in Mike Leach and stuff like that. A, a win on Saturday, it's a big win. 
we had a state fan tell us that, um, well, this is a game that you should win, and winning it's no big deal, and it shouldn't change the way you think about Mike Leach. I, I don't really believe that to be the case. I think this is a good NC State team. And if Mississippi State does win tomorrow, I'm going to come up here right here on this stream and tell you guys how big of a win it is because I think it's a good program, uh, a good quarterback, good running back with good wide receivers, good enough on the lines of scrimmage. It'll be a, a team that is not the best in the ACC. They're not the class of the conference. They are a tier below Clemson, and I would even argue they're a tier below and North Carolina and, and Virginia Tech, maybe. But it's a good football program. It's a good team coming into Starkville if they win this game. I think it's a sign that, uh, maybe not a sign, it, it would kind of erase what we saw last week if they're able to win tomorrow. Um, don't, if you're a state fan, don't diminish this if they do win the game. And if they do lose, it's not the end of the world if it looks differently than it did on Saturday. What is smoked in a game like this, you ask? Uh, 10 to 14 loss for State? No, it's three possessions or more is what I would what, what I would call smoked. Is <laughs> three possessions or more. So 17-21 and up. Um, no, if it's a 10-point game, I don't know. I mean, I've got to see it. it. It's all about look for them right now. Uh, this past Saturday, the, the reason people were so upset is because it looked the same and not good. If... NC State rolls in and you lose and you can't move the football on offense and y- your line gets beat up and, and Rodgers doesn't get the ball out and you have trouble scoring, then it's time to start asking questions. But if the final score is like 35-28 or, or 35-31 or, or whatever the case may be and, and you move the football well and the offensive line protected Rodgers well and you just got beat by a good team, I don't think the reaction that you will get will warrant or be warranted. Because uh, I do think NC State's good. I do. It's a it's a challenge. You can't say all week that it's a challenging game, and then if they lose, tell you that it's a bad loss. If it if it's close, can't do that. So I'm excited. I'm I'm really excited about this game. I'm really looking forward to seeing if uh, if State's going to respond. If they're going to bounce back from looking like crap last weekend, uh, the fan base is. A little restless right now. A little uncomfortable. A little restless. There's going to be a lot of empty seats there tomorrow. They're not all in. They're not back all in yet. A win here can can bring them back. A loss. We're having different conversations this, this weekend. At least the fans are anyway. So enjoy your weekend, guys. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. I'll be back with you on Saturday night. At some point, I'll talk to Haydad about, you know, the the Spotify green room that he does and stepping on toes and stuff like that, because I don't want to start this at like 11 o'clock. So I, I don't know what the deal is. I'm going to be with you guys on Saturday. If you follow me on Twitter, I'll um, I'll put something out there, you know, giving you a, a time, a rough time of when we'll go live, because we don't just have state to talk about. We've got Texas, Arkansas to talk about, Ohio State, Oregon. Maybe the Ole Miss game, if anything at all happens at all in the Ole Miss game. Um, probably won't talk about it much. But anyway, there's other football to talk about. So I'll let you guys know. If you follow me on Twitter, I'll let you know uh, when we're going live Saturday night. And I'm with you. Ole Miss fans can't say NC State sucks if State wins. Nope. I, I Nope. If, if Mississippi State wins, it's a good win. There will be no spin for me and on this if State wins. It will be a good win full stop. It will be a good win. Uh, if they're able to pull it off. So, just uh, 
I'll let you know. I'll let you know about the plans on Saturday. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Enjoy your football. And guys, enjoy the weather this weekend. It is amazing outside this weekend. So enjoy yourself. And I'll talk to you guys again sometime tomorrow night. I'll let you know, and you'll have a good weekend. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.